Welcome to the I Am Podcast. My name is Carl Weaver, and I am the website content manager at I Am. If you have any suggestions for the I Am Podcast, you can email me at carl.weaver at iamovers.org. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. We want to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash iamovers slash message. I will also put the link in the show notes so you can click on it right there. The topic for this podcast is brought to you by the IAM Leadership Alliance Program. And today we're going to discuss diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI. My name is Julia O'Connor, and I'm joined here today by my colleagues, Angela DeConti, Jamila Kenny, and Carl Weaver. So welcome, everyone. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Sure. Recently, the four of us completed a DEI workplace certificate course through the University of South Florida, Muma College of Business, where the course material covered topics ranging from emotional intelligence to stereotypes and biases to community outreach. So today we're gonna share with you what we learned during the seven week course. But before we dive into the course material, I wanted to thank and recognize Carl Weaver. When Carl found out about the DEI program, he shared the information with the rest of the IM staff and those that were interested were able to take advantage of a course. And if Carl had not done so, we would have missed this incredible opportunity to further educate ourselves on the important topic of DEI. Now, Carl, you've always been great about sharing educational resources with the staff that will help further us along with our career or just give us an overall knowledge of an important topic that we should be aware of. So, Carl, can you share with the listeners what inspires you to do this? Sure. Uh, something really nice about IAM, and, and this started, it maybe started, I was going to give Terry head credit, uh, but Chuck has certainly continued this. Terry was really good about having a culture of um, of being inquisitive and asking questions and learning. Uh, that was my experience anyway. Um, and he encouraged some of us to get our, our CAE certificate, you know, the Certified Association Executive. And Chuck has continued that. You know, I know in my case anyway, you know, he encouraged me to go to grad school and you know, helped me out with that. And I think that's that's just part of our culture here. And you know, we all uh, you know, we all help each other grow and learn. And I think topics like this, the DEI specifically, is you know, these are ideas and concepts that are not universal to our, our uh, industry, obviously, and they're going to follow us. Uh, even if we, if we have a career here at IAM or we go somewhere else, it's always going to be an issue, you know? So I thought, I, I just love learning and love sharing that with folks. Well, thank you, Carl. I appreciate that. And, and it, ties into something I wanted to bring up from an article from the American Society for Association Executives, ASAE. And for our listeners, this is the Association for Associations. So this is where IAM goes to receive our professional development. 
So ASA recently put out an article that discusses DEI improvements. Um, they start with all employees within the organization. And ASA talks about over the last few years, um, there's been a focus on DEI being a more central role to the CEOs. But the key ingredient to success is at the employee level. And the data supports that organizations with diverse environments have greater um, job satisfaction amongst the employees, increased levels of trust, and higher engagement levels. So having these conversations like we are going to do today are critical to supporting our DEI efforts. So let's go ahead and let's dive right into the course material. And Angela, I wanted to start with you. Would you share with us what you learned through the seven week program and what some key takeaways um, that you came away with from, from the learning? Uh, yeah, um, when Carl shared this opportunity with staff, I immediately signed up um, as an association that has members across the globe from all different countries and cultures. I took the class because I felt like it would help me in my job to, be, to better serve the members. Um, I learned so much, um, particularly I love the module about uh, discussing stereotypes and bias and actually unconscious bias and how to recognize it, particularly in the workplace, because we all need to make an effort to learn more about one another's cultural, cultural and personal backgrounds so we can have a better understanding of one another. Um, I do this also as I'm a parent, so that's just something too, as a parent, I feel like we're trying to do as a family. Um, so that was one thing, um, lots of others, but I wanna see what you guys wanna say too. Yeah, unconscious bias is one of those things that's just, it's hard to get your head around, right? Because it's unconscious. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you know, it really takes a lot of self-examination. Yeah, I think that's that's critical to point out, especially with our you know, organization or our, our membership. We have members in 170 different countries and territories. So right. just having these open discussions can allow us to be, I think, more aware, um, empathetic, and it's, it's, yeah, critical to, to keep these conversations moving forward. Jamila, what about you? What are your thoughts on unconscious bias? It's, it's ironic that you uh, bring that up. I had a conversation with Carl this morning, and it definitely touched on how, uh, as a parent, we culture our children and how they carry these things through life with them. Um, taking this class, it made me take a step back. I do have my master's in uh, human resources and it brought me back to a time where maybe a little bit more humble, maybe um, from a, in a space where I can be a little bit more conscious of how I perceive uh, people um, stereotypes that are unconsciously there and um, take a broader look at what I can do as an individual in this community, meaning IAM, and uh, bring that to my colleagues, my work environment, the people that I work with. Like Angela said, we have so many members in so many different countries and we have so many differences. One is no better than the other but we should take the time to educate ourselves about them. That way we can appreciate it. So that's what I took from the class. It was a refresher. It was something that made me think a little bit harder about how I walk forward in life. 
That's great, Jamila. Thanks for sharing. Now, anything else that you want to share? There were seven, what, yeah, seven different modules. We covered a lot of content. Um, we had uh, for the listeners. We have two. We had a week to um, view all the recordings. So they were two-hour long sessions, and then we had to take a quiz uh, at the end, you know, to ensure that you know we we had to, we had to earn this certificate. We certainly put in our work there. Is there anything else that you want to share that uh, you didn't expect to come away with from this program? Uh, for me, it was the concept of intersectionality and how that is just so prevalent in our lives. Um, being a woman of color or an African-American, however you perceive me, um, we see things through glasses and I'm sure everybody has their own concept of glasses. And again, the class just really taught me that I need to be a lot more conscious about stereotypes, about racism, about, I don't even know, gender being, um, there's this thing about older older people in the workforce or younger people not giving them the respect that is due just because of their age and things of this magnitude. We need to be conscious of these things. This is a big thing here in the United States and we definitely need to be more conscious of just how we treat people in general. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you there. Yeah, and also just in meetings, just being aware of who's in the room and who's speaking and who hasn't spoken yet and amplifying, you know, ideas that maybe someone else has said to make sure they get their their idea out there. Yeah, exactly, Angela. So I'm, I'm gonna have, take this away as is my, my challenge and my tasking is to be more aware of those who are in the room and as we have meetings, not with just staff, but maybe even at the committee level, ensure that we're giving everybody an opportunity to, to speak and, and not miss out on um, you know something that's that key that something can bring, somebody should bring up that we would just be overlooking them because maybe they're quiet or much shyer than the rest. So challenge, challenge accepted. <laughs> Carl, do you have anything to add to this topic? Uh, one of the interesting things I found uh, in the class, and so we, I, I did my, my MBA recently. So like these topics are, have very much been talked about in the business world over the last few years. So we talked about it when I was studying for the CAE and then my MBA and now this class. So it wasn't all new, but it's it's the type of thing that you really need to hear a lot of it more than once, you know, for it to sink in. And something really stuck out to me uh, from the class was that if we're hiring, I mean, we're, we don't, we don't go through people like General Electric does or IBM or something. So it's, it's a little different when we're hiring people, but you know, if, if you've really got, you know, some sort of hiring machine, you know, you need to hire equitably, but that's not even enough. You know, you have to, uh, you know, if you're talking about getting, uh, tapping into a diverse pool of people to gather your employees from, then you have to not just go to Harvard or not just go to, you know, the school down the street, you know, you might have to, you know, go into DC and maybe uh, go to Howard, you know, and talk to some people there and, you know, reach out beyond where you normally do. But then that's not even enough right. because, you know, we have to help people get to those places from where they could be recruited, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, having opportunities for people, for students, for people maybe in high school to learn that certain things are available and options for them. You know, it's, it's just a huge task. 
So, and it's, you know, again, we hire one person at a time and it's rare. So I don't know how we as a smaller, it's almost, I don't want to say it's harder as a smaller staff, but how do we get better at it? You know, if we can't even see far enough down the line that we're, we know we're going to have to hire 300 people in the next five years, you know, like that, that seems like an accomplishable task or project, but like, we might have to hire one person in the next five years at the rate we're going, right? So how do we know who that person is or, or how to ensure that we have a diverse workforce from that? It's almost, it's almost like it's a constant evolution. It's almost like we have all these resources out here and it is up to us as a staff to foster an environment where we do seek this knowledge constantly and consistently because it's yeah. ever changing. Again, Carl, Kudos to you for sharing this class with us. Kudos to you. I just wish more of the staff had taken part in it. I know one, uh, Nicholas said she was going to, but then it was cut off or something by the time she registered. Yeah, yeah there was like yeah. 135,000 people registered globally. It was amazing. Yeah, I was surprised she said that like there was no more space because I think they had originally thought they might get 10,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That just, you know, illuminates how important the, this topic is today. But, you know, to touch on Carl, what you've talked about with the recruitment process. Yeah, it's absolutely essential to tap in, tap into more diverse talent pools, but then the, it doesn't stop there. And now once you bring these talented individuals on board, may have a diverse background, different backgrounds from other staff members, then we need to foster that, um, uh, bringing that person into to the staff. So it's like the work doesn't stop. It's as Jamila said, it is continually evolving and changing and we need to keep up with, with that change. Yeah, it, it, an illusion I heard once was that uh, diversity is having everyone at the big dance for school and inclusivity is asking someone different to dance, mm -hmm. you know, so really getting them involved in the conversation. And I think, Angela, you said, you know, who's not speaking in the room? Mm -hmm. And and we don't always know why at the time, but like inviting those voices. Yeah. Well, I'll touch upon um, what I learned uh, from the course. So what struck me from the course material was the content that touched on um, building an inclusive environment at work. And this is related to disability. And so the specific topic was on accessibility. Um, it, it was titled, Accessibility is Our Responsibility. And that disability is part of being human. And it's something that can happen at any point in life, whether you're born with it or you acquire a disability through an accident or an injury. And so they looked at disability um, across the world and they gave this staggering this mind-blowing um, statistic, one billion people um, have a disability and that number is probably even higher than that. This is just what has been reported. And however, within that number, 70% of disability is invisible. So you may not know that somebody has a disability. This could range from dyslexia, autism, ADD to mental health. Then they go on to say that there's disparities because one in 10 people with disabilities have no access to products in order to be successful at their job. And I think the key takeaway here um, is that we can do a lot to help people with uh, 
disabilities, and this starts with accessibility as ramps coming into the building, um, captions on videos um, to unconscious bias training for uh, the employees. Then the article, or the, the discussion went on to talk about one positive from the pandemic uh, for people with disabilities is the ability to work from home, which people have been asking for for decades. And now overnight, um, this became the new standard. So now there's this onus on um, us to not forget um, to keep empowering people with, with disabilities. So this is something that really struck a chord with me. And um, I really want to hone in. I'm challenging myself as to where we can. Something very simple. Captions on videos. We're doing a lot of virtual sessions, planning for the annual meeting. Uh, I think that is one area where we can um, make an impact and make somebody's experience with us a lot more uh, significant. I agree, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. A lot of that can be automated too. I mean, it, you know, we're, there are technologies that are getting better and better at doing that. So you don't okay. require a transcriptionist all the time. It's horribly expensive. It's getting easier and cheaper to do so yeah absolutely so those that that was a big takeaway from me um you know be, before we close out today we've covered covered a good deal here with with what we've learned and happy to share this with our listeners and hope that um, employees as well as leaders take into account what we've shared today and and um, apply these practices to their businesses so before we close out anybody want to share any any words It'll all speak at once. I know. <laughs> I, I think, uh, Julia, do you mind if I say something? Not at all. That's why That's why you're here today. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to challenge, you know, something, something I tried to do, you mentioned earlier, Julia, is, is when I see an educational opportunity, I think others can benefit from, just forward it to everyone in the office. Mm -hmm. And I think there's probably a lot more of that than we all see. And I'd encourage all of us to do that and for all of our listeners in their offices, or maybe to a colleague outside their business or something. You know, we all help each other become better. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> or we can, and maybe we don't, I don't know. <laughs> the perfect parting words, Carl. Um, couldn't have said it any better. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be sitting here today having this discussion if you had not presented this opportunity with us. So kudos to you and thank you so much. And, really learned a lot from this program and really enjoyed um, all the takeaways. Now it's time for you to go get your CAE. <laughs> Almost there. All right, next challenge. I'm coming away with a lot of homework from this podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Julia. Thank you. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening to the IAM podcast. If there's ever anything you need from IAM, you can contact us at membership at iamovers.org or contact us by going to the Contact Us page on the IAM website at iamovers.org. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next time.